Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. All right, it's uh, it's Blue Monday. It is the, uh, the bluest Monday of the year, it is said. <laughs> and so people were asked about how much money would you be willing to uh, give up to just get one Monday off a month? And half of us would rather get an extra day off each month to deal with just everyday life tasks than to get a 10% raise. Wow. Okay. I, I, I would say every Monday off over a 10% raise, I'd take the three-day week, uh, weekends, but just one Monday a month? That seems. I'll take the raise. And yeah. Well, well, what's the what's the average salary? Is what about five, fifty or fifty five or something like that? Is that what the? So, I know, isn't that the family medium income? Like it's really that's when I kind of go, oh my god, how do people survive? Because you read that number, so I think family medium income might be that. So if you think ten, okay, well let's just go with that. If All you right. think ten percent on that is like fifty five hundred bucks, mm. uh, and you would give up fifty five hundred bucks for one Monday, for one Monday a month, a month. Now, that being said, look, we, we are in the, the unique position that we don't work a whole lot of real long hours. Right, of course. You know, I mean, I've done the math. <laughs> <laughs> Most people's Mondays is our entire week. Yeah, that, that's right. And so I can understand when somebody's working, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11 hours a day. Right. They would like that Monday. Well, or, yeah, we're just like a day to get some stuff done. Mm -hmm. Because the other thing is, too, there's been the argument that we really need more, like, stat holidays. Mm. Right? There's there's long stretches where there's no stat. You think, boy, we could use one. Yeah, January, there's nothing because you get off of New Year's and then that's it. And then you get Family Day in February. Yeah. March break, I guess. That's not a stat by any means, though. You've got to take that off. That's That's just for the kids. That's true. April. April, Easter. you've got Easter, right? May, uh, May two, four, four, June and July. June, nothing. Is there no holiday in June? No. July oh. is July 1st, right? And then you get the August Civic. 1st, September 1st, and then you're... Labor Day and yeah, Thanksgiving and, then, and Christmas. Right. Hmm. Yeah. You know, so there's two months, basically. There's, you know, uh, March, well, March, June, and November that have no stat holiday. Although many places get Remembrance Day. It's not uh, a full, full-blown stat. And now with, you know, the way the world has changed because of COVID and people working from homes, I guess a lot of the talk of three-day uh, weekends and four-day work weeks is probably off the table. Um, or, or maybe maybe it can be brought up again because if you don't need to be in the office, why can't we have that Monday or Friday off? Right. I know other countries have tried it. They've looked at it. It is said that people get more accomplished in the four days. But that's a slippery slope, too, because 100 years down the road, they'll be like, Ugh, four days a week. This is too much work. Can we have three days? That's true. Uh, there, you know, but there are a lot of businesses that are just kind of taking on some hybrid hours, mm. uh, trying to make some changes. Like, for instance, work an extra hour during the winter right. and get, you know, every Monday off in the summer, mm-hmm. Friday off in the summer, right? Which, you know, a lot of people are, okay, perfect. When I can use it, I'll take it. It's it, 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 the idea of always having the Monday or Friday, like taking them off in the summer and having long weekends every weekend. It seems to me like a good idea, but I always find, and I guess it depends on your job and how it affects other people. You really throw your coworkers sometimes for a loop if you're gone that one day right. every week. Somebody's either got to fill in or something gets missed. It does seem like a great idea, though. I certainly would like to have a three day weekend every weekend in the summer, but then again, I guess I already do. <laughs> 
on Friday, we were talking about how Chinese food is the second most popular in the uh, in the world. Yeah, for uh, takeout. Did you have it on, on Friday? Saturday? We ended up doing uh, <laughs> Chinese. So tempted on Friday to it get was it. Very very good. But we were a little uh, upset because uh, we had uh, all of us picking. You know, because with Chinese, you all just share everything. Mm. So we were all picking a couple of plates each, and Maria was uh, adamant that she wanted the spring rolls. So we ordered it in, and then David went and picked it all up, and uh, he got home with a big bag of food. And everything was in there, except them spring rolls. Oh, no. <sighs> Ruin the meal, kind of. It, it really does. And that happens anywhere. Like, any drive through you go to. Yeah. You know, and having... Having you know, our limited experience of like a, a couple of hours doing uh, McHappy days, mm-hmm. you, know, you realize how crazy pressed for time you oh. are in that scenario. It's not Real like hard. they, not like they, they, they were just slacking off yeah. in most cases and and screwed it up. It's that no, they're just the rush is on. If you've ever worked in a restaurant situation, I uh, have uh, on a couple of occasions in my life worked in restaurants, and I volunteered through this uh, charity event we did. At a keg restaurant a few years in a row where I was a uh, like a host or a waiter. Mm-hmm. It is a tough, tough job. Oh, yeah. You're on your feet and flying. Every second, you've got to be ultra aware in that kitchen because the floor is so slippery. And there's, you know, flames flying up from stoves. And I saw people go down on their ass. I saw a guy put his arm right on the... On the grill. Eey. Oh, man, oh, man. It's a dangerous, dangerous job. And it's amazing. When you're like in a nice steakhouse or whatever, that one wall that divides your intimate evening from the reality of life. <laughs> you're sitting there and you're sipping a wine and you're looking at each other in the nice lights and the music subtle in the little, background. Little piano happening. And one yeah. wall behind you, someone almost just lost their face. Yeah, there's chaos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the poor dishwashing area. There, I remember the like the big bins for the garbage. They had these lids on them that sloped down and in, so the food a lot of times wouldn't. It would hit the side of that lid and slide uh. in. So those lids were just coated. Oh yeah. Anyhow, back to Chinese food. There's this uh, Chinese restaurant in Montreal that's getting some real attention because their menu. List the opinion of the owner on each food. Topic. <laughs> it's like the most honest restaurant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And supposedly it's terrific food, Chinese restaurant in Montreal. So he'll say things like the owner will uh, post things beside each uh, item. So, for example, on his pork stir fry dish, he says it doesn't meet his high expectations. <laughs> and he's the owner. He says, someone's, he says the orange beef is not that good. <laughs> He says, I'm not a big fan of North American Chinese food. <laughs> it's true. On Beast Satai, he writes, this one is very popular. I still don't have a chance to taste it. Looks like I should spend more time eating in my own restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so great. He recommends the stir-fried pork intestine, saying it's his favorite. Aye. And he says his uh, menu is now going viral, and he's very happy because it's very, very good for our business. We don't want our customers to come with high expectations and then feel disappointed. All right, there you go. Be honest. Yeah. That's all you can. <laughs> Tends to work. My pizza? Not great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't eat here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in South Korea, every single male between the ages of 18 to 35 has to serve for two years in the military. Ooh, conscription. You got to do it. Uh, but there's uh, one way you could get out of it. You have to have won an Olympic medal. Oh, okay. And for whatever reason, then, I guess you're uh, put on another plateau. Right. And you're out. No no bone spurs. You're going in. <laughs> well, wasn't it, uh, they've got that really uh, popular pop band, boy band. 
uh, mm. from South Korea. Right. And I think they had to apply for like an extension. Yeah. So they didn't have to have their military service right away. Yeah, they're massively popular, right? right. Around the world. Yeah, B something or other. Yeah. I want to say BLT, but that's not it. I'm just something hungry. like that. Right. It's letters, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've always said if if we had conscription in this country, mm. I'd be a doctor. Uh, you know, I my dad was always pushing me to try and be one anyway. I just gave up on it mm. and gave up on the science. I had to think if we uh, if we had conscription and it was a choice between carrying a weapon and standing in the front line or carrying a scalpel and helping him out and behind. I'd be the guy with the scalpel. Boy, your father's got to be some kind of proud, huh? Oh, yeah, Wanted yeah. Nothing, to, uh, nothing more than to follow in his footsteps. And, and I you never make, hear about it, Craig. You make a living <laughs> talking about your bathroom habits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't want to touch the sick people. No, 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 no. There was a pregnant version of a Barbie doll at one, to- uh, one time. Her name was Midge, and she had a detachable baby bump. And a baby inside. I don't know how she got pregnant. Ken's got no junk. Right. But she was quickly discontinued because people thought she promoted teen pregnancy. Okay. Yeah. A detachable belly? I guess so you could uh, deliver the baby or something. Wow. That's uh, gross. Mm. That's also why I wasn't a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming out That's of That's gross. Yeah, actual surgery is yeah. probably not going to help. Yeah, you wouldn't do well. The most watched episode of a TV series in the 2010s was the premiere episode of Undercover Boss on CBS in February of 2010. 42 million viewers. Uh, It uh, didn't hurt that it was on just after the Super Bowl. Okay. I watched a couple episodes of that. You know, some rich multi-millionaire billionaire owner of a company that goes, you know, undercover. It's always such an awful get-up. Like, you know, right. how do they not know <laughs> who it's this like is? Borat. Yeah, but I guess they're just going to, like, you know, inside to the minions in in one sure. of their plants. But it's it's always got, like, the same theme to it, right? Like, there's always someone who's just down on their luck and needs a helping hand that they can help out. There's always some J-hole who's, <laughs> like, needs to get fired and probably does or right. gets some sort of remedial training. And they just they followed the same storyline every time. Is it still going? Is it still on? I think there are some still. Yeah. I don't know if they're still making new episodes of it. Uh, when Kurt Cobain and Chris Novoselic first started making music together, it wasn't as Nirvana. They joined up to start a Creedence Clearwater Revival cover band. <laughs> that can't go well. Fogarty doesn't like his music. new. No. Cover well. He covered his own music, didn't he? I think when he got and he got sued, yeah. or didn't? The, yeah, something like that. I guess he didn't have the rights to it anymore. Right. So, yeah, I guess they were big CCR fans at one point. If one point one million mosquitoes bite you at the same time, they'll drain all your blood. Wow! Take it all. That's a lot of mosquitoes. Babe, gotta sell the cottage. <laughs> Every time I come up here, I get by get by one point one million. And if mosquitoes. you have that many mosquitoes around you, like what level of off? Do you need <laughs> right at that point? Right, or maybe the citronella isn't working. The T-shirt was invented in 1904 and marketed towards bachelors who didn't know how to sew or replace a button. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and finally, I don't know where this was found, but the first hardcore porn movie ever is from 1915. And it's called a free ride. <laughs> and it started the hedgehog. No. <laughs> well, it may have if it was 1915. Uh, the, the story. I there was a lot of manscaping going on. New. Or, new. Or trimming oh, what would have been a mess. It would have. We think 70s porn is bad. Can you imagine? <laughs> 
Guys driving down a rural road. This is the storyline. Okay. Driving down a country lane. It was 1915. They didn't have highways. Wasn't everything a rural road at that point? Coasting in his Model T. <laughs> Two women need a ride. Two. Two. Wow. Lucky day for this dude. See, even back in 1915, <laughs> men believed a porn could break out in any situation. We've always got the porn music going in our heads. So he's driving down the road. Two women need a ride. And then, all of a sudden, your standard porn action ensues. <laughs> now, do you think it was, like, full on back in 1915? No way. No. Like, like some knee. <laughs> Phil Spector died on Saturday, age of 81. He's, of course, in prison, and uh, he died of natural causes, the officials say. But uh, it's being reported that he had gotten COVID-19 several weeks ago. In any event, it's been basically decades since Spector did anything notable in music. He uh, His real claim to fame was his wall of sound technique in the 60s. Right. Where he took the vocals and all the and made all the, uh, the, the instruments very lavish and like an orchestra. Uh, he worked with the Ronettes, Ike and Tina Turner. He worked with the Beatles on the album Let It Be. His hits included things like The Do Run Run, Be My Baby, He's a Rebel. You've Lost That Love and Feel on the Long and Winding Road, My Sweet Lord. And uh, imagine what he did with John Lennon. Uh, reading here, I didn't know this, uh, that his work with the Beatles on that Let It Be album was controversial because Lennon liked it. McCartney hated it. Oh, really? Right. And uh, and so later on, and especially, uh, they said, the strings in the choir on the Long and Winding Road is what he, he really oh, didn't okay. like. And that's why, in 2003, uh, McCartney released Let It Be Naked, mm-hmm. which was the album without Spectre's uh, production on it. Hmm. And then in 2003, it was also when he met Lana Clarks and the actress that he right. ended up shooting in the face and killing. In 2005. Yes, he had a... Was this O3 here? Was it O5? You have O5? Uh, no, I think, I think uh, he met her in 2003. I think he killed her. He went to jail in 2005? For the murderers. Yeah. Uh, oh, he probably went to prison in 05 by yeah. the time he went to court and everything. That's right. Um, yeah, he, I guess he had a habit of, like, uh, carrying a lot of guns around with him and waving them in people's faces. And uh, this time, of course, he waved it in her face and the bullet went through her face and that was that. Like, uh, his ex-wife, Ronnie Spector from the, the Ronettes, said that, you know, he was a, a great producer, uh, awful husband. Mm. That's what she, she said. She said... Uh, uh, she wrote in her memoir, Phil kept a gold coffin in their house and said he'd put her dead body in it if she tried to leave him. Oh, nice. That's nice. And now what's for breakfast? <laughs> just have that in the corner. Yeah. Just, just to remind you. Taunting you. Uh, the, the reason it is said that he wore those big crazy wigs is that he was in a car accident in the 70s. It almost killed him and he had uh, head injuries. And that's why he liked to cover up, I guess, the scarring or whatever. Oh. And Al Pacino played him in a movie, did him really, really well. Um, I remember that from the trial. It was just the, right. the crazy, crazy hair. Crazy, crazy wigs. The Falcon from the Marvel uh, movie world thinks okay. he has a better backside than Captain America. Anthony Mackie says, I have a much better arse than Chris Evans. <laughs> so one day we're going to have to have everybody choose which is America's ass. Okay. When they run around in their pajamas, you yeah. don't worry about that. Jessica Alba has spy cameras in her kids' room so she can make sure they're concentrating on their virtual schooling. I can call them out. I'm the voice from the ceiling coming in, she says. The, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, listen, most parents now, when you get a baby monitor, it's mm. got like video right. to it as well, right? right? Right. I guess we're all spying on our kids. The NFL playoffs are down to four teams. Bills, Buccaneers, Packers, and Chiefs. It figures for the Bills. They could go to the Super Bowl and nobody will see it. Imagine that. So the, the Bills are in the championship game. Yeah. And Tom Brady back there as well, yeah, too. crazy. And man. after losing to New Orleans and heavily throughout the season, 
They get their comeback in the playoffs. The Patriots didn't make the playoffs. Tom Brady's still going. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got a uh, suffered a concussion, so they don't know if he'll play next week. And uh, Charles Barkley is in some trouble. Uh, he has said publicly that pro athletes should get priority on the COVID-19 vaccine list because they pay a lot of taxes. Some are even asking if he was drunk when he said it. Wow. I mean, what does that mean then? Because you make a lot of money, you should be at the front of the line? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people who pay a lot of taxes. Yeah, Crazy. He always gets in trouble for something, though. Isn't he always saying outlandish things that people get upset with him yeah, about? There's not a big filter going on there. <laughs> no. It's big guy. Yeah. Not a big filter. I love this. Someone asked Hugh Grant if he'd do a sequel to Love Actually, and he said, I can't even remember what happens in that film. It's so long ago. You'd have to remind me. How do I end up? <laughs> he is good. You know, he, he did that uh, Gentleman movie, and there's been a couple other things he's done that have taken him completely away from the rom-coms that he was so well-known for. He's actually a really good actor. You know what? Great, great actor. One horrible mistake. In his yeah. lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Especially when you remember who he was with at Elizabeth the time. Hurley. Right. Yeah. Well, we all have our moments. <laughs> <laughs> time for Teddy Reader for Helinda's Meats. Good morning, Teddy. Good morning, boys. How's it going? Not too bad. You know, the dog days of winter, apparently. Blue Monday. Yeah, Blue Monday. The lockdown lows. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is that time. What are you going to do today? Oh, I'm going to look out the window. Gonna, go gonna, for a walk around the block. I'm, gonna uh, watch, there, I'm done. I'm going to watch Seinfeld again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's about it. I'm going to watch Bernie Mac one more time. Well, and I guess if we've got time on our hands and it's chilly outside, then uh, perhaps something nice to warm us up would be on the menu, Ted. For sure, for sure. Uh, soups. And it's uh, that time of year that, and it's quick and easy. You can make a soup in about 20 to 30 minutes. If you got an Instapot, you can make it very, very quickly. But just old, I'm old-fashioned. I use a pot on the stove. Mm -hmm. And uh, a hearty soup is uh, a fire-roasted butternut squash. Well, you lost Lucky. You lost Lucky. Gone. Why? (laughs) He hates butter squash. He hates uh, any of those uh, type of... The gourd. The gourds. He hates them. That's it. He's banned from the restaurant for life. <laughs> no more How can you not like the butternut squash? Like, the, the Brussels sprout, I can understand. Right. But the butternut squash? Really? Yeah. yeah. Come on. I, I've okay, never well, come across looking, one. You've never come across a squash you like? No, nope. and everyone tells me theirs is better than uh, than the last one I tried. It hasn't happened yet. Okay, well, we're going to have to prove you wrong. Okay. So here's what I like to do. You take that butternut squash and you peel it, all right? Cut it in half and take out the seeds. And then lay it onto a baking sheet. You can either take this out and you can do it on your grill, but it's easier is to fire up your oven to about 375 to 400 degrees. Brush the outside of the squash lightly with a little bit of oil. Put some salt and pepper on it. And if you want, you can put a pinch of nutmeg, but fire it into the oven and roast it till it's nice and tender. Okay? Mm-hmm. Pull it out. Let it cool slightly. Chop it up into the pot. You can throw in some onions. A little bit of celery, add some chicken stock, bring it to the boil. Mm. Season it, salt and pepper, and then fire it in your blender or take a handheld blender and puree it until it's nice and smooth. That's how easy it is. You can make any kind of soup that way. So if you don't like the butternut squash and you wanted to do that, you could do it with like a roasted potato soup. So peel the potatoes, roast the potatoes, then add them into your soup. And if you wanted to make like a... uh, uh, have you ever done a baked potato soup, Lucky? No. That sounds okay. good. Okay. 
So you take the potatoes, you bake them in the oven. You take them out, you scoop it up, chop it up, put it into the pot, puree it and strain it. Get rid of all the skin and everything else. And then you get that baked roasted potato flavor in your soup. So it's not, you know, potatoes are kind of boring when they're just on their own. But when you add some caramelization and some roast notes to it, it enhances the flavor. And then, you, of course, you garnish it with a whack of Hollandaise bacon, mm. a dollop of sour cream, and you have yourself a baked potato soup. A little bit of cheddar cheese on top of that wow. as well. Wow, okay. But it's every day throughout the winter. I love to make soup, and I do make a lot of soups. Uh, this past weekend, I made a hot and sour soup, and that was dead easy. Uh, chop up onions, peppers, mushrooms, carrots, all nice and thin. Sweat them off quickly in the pan. Add your stock. If you want to use veg stock or chicken stock, you can. Bring it up to the boil. And then a bit of soy sauce, a bit of rice vinegar, and then some chili to get it to the hot. Nice. So you get the sour and the hot, and it's nice and easy. Yeah. Have some fun. Play. Look yeah. up recipes, look them up online, and, and make a tasty soup and keep the family nice and warm. Soups are great, and they're, they're go-to. I got one of those uh, handheld uh, blenders over Christmas, and I've been into the soups as well. And I found, I like to make a cream of whatever soup, and then I found that if you don't want to use the creams because of the fat content, then uh, a potato, just throwing a potato in and when you blend it all down, it thickens it up. It's a perfect way yeah. to do it, and it's nice and easy, as long as you're cooking, right? Yeah. And, and during this pandemic, it's great to be cooking. Everybody's cooking. And uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Cook, enjoy, have some fun, taste. And uh, do it again. I'll tell you what we're going to do, Teddy. When we once again can rock somebody's block, I want you to make a big, big pot of the butternut squash, and we're going to make Lucky eat it. No way. (laughs) This is not fear factor. It's going on every brisket sandwich that he orders from now on. Perfect. I I don't know. All I heard from the whole soup thing is you can throw out the squash and add bacon. That's all I heard. Well, I just I just want you to know that uh, come uh, April 1st, that's our goal date to reopen the joint. Excellent. So the countdown is on. Perfect. And that's no joke, April 1st. Okay, well, we're, It's Thursday, April 1st. It's right before Good Friday, and we're looking to open. So as long as the weather's great and the golf is happening, we'll be rocking and rolling. Sounds good. Well, make sure you put those uh, lobster and crab uh, cakes you had on your Instagram on the weekend. Put those on the menu. Okay, we can talk about that. Wow. Yeah, there'll be $800 of crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Teddy, if people want to talk to you about any sort of grilling or soup making, how do they get a hold of you, pal? You're going to find me in the social media world at Ted Grill. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.